Hi, this is Emily the Songbird, and I am honored to have my guest here today, Dorothy Segovia. And Dorothy has been a dear friend of mine for many, many years. We met actually um, uh, in a, a really interesting way, and she was doing, um, she was playing and performing music, and I so wanted to do that at the time. And I was teaching workshops at the time, and she was so wanting to, to do the workshop. So we had an immediate bond and interest um, in the inner terrain and exploring that. Dorothy is a songwriter. She's also the author of the book, My Body, My Car, which is an amazing healing uh, story that she's going to share with you. And uh, she has a website called writeinside.com. So Dorothy, I'm grateful and honored to have you here today on Emily, Emily the Songbird. Thank you. It's so fun to be here. <laughs> I'm so glad. It's always fun with you. <laughs> <laughs> so our topic for today, actually have a topic, um, which I'm, I'm really excited to dialogue about is how do we know if we are valuing ourselves? Let me, let me go ahead and repeat that. How do we know if we are valuing ourselves? And so this is something that I, um, this is such an important topic because valuing ourselves is a, is a part of loving ourselves and honoring ourselves and our boundaries and, um, and growing and expanding outward into the, into the world and pursuing our dreams. So there's so much there. And Dorothy, I would love for you to talk a little bit about um, this idea of valuing yourself. Do you know if you, do you know how to value yourself? Is that something that you feel um, versed in? Um, it depends on what day it is. Uh, <laughs> uh -huh. Um, I know that when, when we talked and we had decided on this topic that I must not have been feeling like I was if I'm asking that question. Ah, so yeah. then I, I started thinking about how do I know? And I thought, well, um, I know I value myself in that, how I take care of myself in the mm -hmm. sense of having boundaries to take care of myself emotionally and mm -hmm. I do my journaling and all these kind of things to take care of my emotional self. Yes. But I'm just beginning on the road again with the physical self as mm -hmm. far as being out in the world mm -hmm. because of the pandemic. Um, I chose to have a health coach. Mm -hmm. So now I'm tracking my steps and looking more at the nutritional intake of food and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So I do value myself when I take my those steps. I don't value myself when it comes down to be there, uh, being a perfectionist. Mm -hmm. You know, so many times that self-criticism comes in. Yes. Oh, yes. Just that mind chatter. Yes. So, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, that is such an interesting way to think about it. And I can I can totally relate valuing ourselves, depending on any given day. And also, like you said, that you value. So what I'm hearing is that you value your creativity, right? You do the journaling, you you writing is such an important part of your life. You're, you're just such a prolific writer. And 
Um, and so, but in terms of actually taking care of the body, right, the vessel from which all this creative energy flows, I love hearing you say that because that is something that I think so many people can relate to. Even this, this morning, I woke up at 3.30 a.m. And yes, I was writing too. And I, but I knew I'm going to be up half of the night and I had plans to go to the, the gym with, with Miguel, my partner this morning. I was exhausted, right? I was just exhausted. I, you know, just it's it's so key to find that balance so that you're you you take care of that that channel, that vessel, so that you can create in a balanced way. Yes. Yeah, you have to know what's coming up. And then um I tend to be a really like, I'm either gonna do it all the way or I'm not gonna do it. Or under <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> work, you know, yeah. I'm always trying to yeah. get that medium so i finally started learning this trick of doing something for 15 minutes mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so so if i'm doing something uh generally on a creative pursuit i need that momentum of 15 minutes you know nice. and once i i once i get the idea rolling along then the 15 minutes comes in real handy when you're doing the editing part or whoops, that ended up in your writing, but you really didn't mean for it to, but it's supposed to go there. You know, just that 15 minutes mm -hmm. keeps that, keeps me showing up. Yeah. You know, how yeah. I can balance my statement 15 minutes at a time. I could do, you know, this project or do these errands, you know, yeah. plan my day. Yes. That, yes. Yeah. that makes it a lot lighter for me well that's great. you know that's so great it reminds me of the pomodoro technique like you put on the you know the clock i think they do it for 25 minutes right and then you just go you just go for it and you put all that energy in that the the other thing that's nice about that you can do the same thing with exercises right you could put on you could put on your clock i do this sometimes where you know 10 or 15 minutes and i'm doing just exercises on the mat or stretching you know to give myself to go back to my body so that I'm not just so focused on creating and then end up with aches and pains because I'm not paying attention to my body. Yes. Exactly. Like learning. Um, I work at a stand up desk during the day. Yes. And sometimes, um, even though I'm standing up, I'm not always moving, but just putting on a Fitbit, even if it's, uh, even if it ran out of juice and it's not really tracking, just having this orange band around yes. my left reminds me, Oh, I don't need to stand here. I can do some marching while I'm, you know, reading. <laughs> or, or take a dance break, you know. Oh, yeah, I forgot yeah. my dance music or yeah. something. It's just, yeah. I, I know for myself, I need reminders yeah. in front of me of how to take care of myself. Yeah. Especially during this time and especially over the holidays. What kind of food am I going to eat, you know, over these next four days? I know, you know, I know. I was so impressed. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm so I was so um, envious of my partner because he did such an amazing he he lost 80 pounds like in the last couple of years. Right. And mm -hmm. he is so meticulous about what he eats. And I'm a pretty healthy eater. But like I sometimes sneak some desserts, you know, like but it was so funny because I came home yesterday and he had eaten an entire bag of chocolate chips. And I was so proud of him. I was like, you know. <laughs> You go, you go. I was so, 
but you know, it's, it's, um, yeah, the holidays are so tricky because those emotions come up. What I find is that the, you know, going back to those traditions is oftentimes going back to those emotions for me. And then I find myself like giving myself permission to eat a lot more sugar than is probably good for my hormonal balance at this time in my life, you know? <laughs> right. I know it's that Christmas thing. And then, and sometimes it's a trigger in a negative way or a positive way like um this year I really wanted to celebrate so I sent out I started doing Christmas cards I bought a couple of boxes and I sent them out and then uh halfway through my list or you know three quarters of the way through the list of people on there I pooped out because I know this about myself and I've done this before I have New Year's Eve cards I'll do those on Christmas day they'll be like That'll be my thing. I always like doing a project. And I'm like, well, why why don't I write New Year's cards then for the rest of the list? So I gave myself a break. Yeah, that's or um just knowing, you know, my own traditions. What do I like? Yes. I like waking up and watching a show on TV Mm -hmm. (laughs) with my team in bed. Yeah. And then joining, you know, that's what I like first thing. Um sometimes. I write first thing, but lately I've been doing, no, I want to watch a little video, 15 minutes. Sometimes it's a whole show, depending how much time I have. So that seems to be the track I'm on. So I love myself. That's so great. And when I value that instinct in me to wake up and turn on that YouTube or or whatever it is, just following that intuitive impulse. Yes. Then when I let it play out, then it's over. Yeah. If I try to squash it yeah then it becomes a thing you know <laughs> the ticking time bomb in my brain you yeah, know yeah. so it's just valuing myself means trusting my intuition yes and trusting where I'm at yes and trusting that I have more to learn and following you know where I'm at next so right now I'm with a health coach to do the physical activity thing. Yes. You know, it's yes. more about just getting that body um, stretching and yoga, you know, yeah. doing more stuff yes. for myself physically exactly. than because uh, I have the other things, you know, I've spent a lot of time with those over the past couple of years. Yes. So. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And so here's a, here's a question for you. Cause I found myself in a situation yesterday where I was setting boundaries and I didn't do it perfectly. And I probably dis- disappointed some people along the way, but I found myself, and it reminds me of some sort of some quote about, you know, sometimes um, it might be from that poem, um, Desiderata or something that you have to disappoint others sometimes to be able to kind of save yourself. And uh, it takes a lot of courage sometimes. And sometimes we don't do it we don't do it well, you know, we, we're so, so I, I would love for you to talk about your experience with, with setting boundaries and, uh, cause I know you've, and, and you don't have to go into specifics of course, but just what is that experience like and how do you, I guess, how do you give yourself that compassion and also recognize when, Hey, maybe I, I could have done this differently or take responsibility for your part in it do you know what I mean that it sometimes gets messy you know what I you know what I right well I always journal you know by the time I have to set a boundary I've noticed over a period of time 
that it has to be said. Uh-huh. That's the first thing is I've noticed it coming up. And if I'm practicing the journaling in the morning, yes, then I catch it sooner. Yeah. So uh, with one, um, one time I had to set it and um, I'm just thinking about in terms of saying something to someone, I practice by just writing out different scenarios. Mm-hmm. You know, usually when a boundary is crossed, when I, I, if I'm angry about it, a lot of times I'm angry because I didn't set the boundary in the whole first place. Yes. When I knew to do it. Yeah. So sometimes I'm frustrated because I didn't pay attention to myself. So the first thing I have to do is give myself compassion. Yes. Because yes. I didn't know better. Yeah. You know, I kind of knew, but I was afraid. Right. I was afraid because I want those people to like me. Yeah. You know. And, Yes. want them to go they they're valuable to me and all this kind of stuff so as soon as I start doing that and taking a couple of days to sleep on it and to write it out then it's easier for me to see them as um, just receiving the same compassion and having that same um, kind of boundary yeah and exactly. so um yeah, so for me, it's giving myself the compassion to set the yeah. boundary because yeah. I didn't set it in the first place and yeah. then going forward. And then also it took me a while to realize in order to know that there is a boundary there, someone has to cross it, yeah. either yourself yeah. or someone else. Right. And that's the only way you know. Otherwise, how do you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's really helpful. I, I appreciate that you reflecting about that process and being in touch. And I think that goes back to the first thing you were saying is really being in touch with your intuition, right? If you're really in touch with your intuition, then you're going to feel that resistance, right? Some things just doesn't feel right with this dynamic. And I can't, maybe you can't explain it with your head, but your body knows, right? Going back to that body's wisdom. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it is the wisdom of the body. And I know that you're a big physical exerciser person (laughs) and that you do yoga and, you know, you like getting out there in the morning. So I've always admired you for that. How does that help you ground your, is that real grounding or Mm -hmm. how do you, like, what makes you keep exercising? Because I tend to do it and then I stop and then I'll Mm -hmm. start and then I'll stop. Mm -hmm. Is it just a habit for you now or? Yeah, it is a habit. And also, like, like I said, I'm dating this guy who is, I mean, he has made such a commitment. And this is what I've seen. Like I was always athletic. So it was always part and I always dated people that were athletic for the most part. Um, And so it was just in my arena, like it was just part of my vibration. But with, with him, I've seen him and I definitely have had, you know, like, like I had the intention to go to the gym this morning and I just didn't sleep half of the night. And so I just didn't feel like going. So I, I didn't go, but I, I appreciate his um, consistency of just showing up no matter what. But for me, what it takes is I do in the morning, I do my spiritual practice and my spiritual practice most of the time starts with yoga and Pilates. Like I do some chanting and then yoga and Pilates. And then that gets me in touch with my body. It's like, just get on the mat, just start stretching right away. And then I'm, I have the music as I'm stretching 
stretching and it all kind of flows together. And then I'm waking up my body in a spiritual way. It's not like, so a lot of exercise I think is, is resistance. Like we push our body to do things. And sometimes like with the gym, it's 40 degrees out there and we have to be outside in the morning. And my body's like, I don't want to do that. You know? Right. <laughs> so I, I turn, you crank up the heat. I turn my chanting music on and I lay down on my mat and then I'm getting in touch with my body and the wisdom of it. And I find that I'm just like, I'm flowing from a very sacred place. And then after that, I may be inspired to go to the gym. I may be inspired to go out in nature, which oftentimes happens. So for a bike ride or a walk, but I'm from the very beginning, I'm really getting in touch and honoring my body in that way from the early, earliest that I wake up. And that helps me a lot. I see. That's yeah. how I sort out all the different kind of writing I do. So I have a lot of different types of writing choices, oh, right? From affirmations, or I just journal gratitude, you know, or something like that. And I use those prompts throughout the whole entire day affirmation and little jots or something like that. But I see that you also have physical choices. So yes. your physical activity isn't limited to my favorite is walking. Yes. It's easy. I have the shoes. I have the Fitbit. I have a beautiful, um, you know, we're so blessed to live in Santa Barbara and have the beautiful oh. weather that we have Yes. Um, to walk. So that is my main way yes. and then now I'm starting to realize oh yeah I could add stretching yes. and um thank you so far much for sharing with me how you do it because I immediately looked at my space and I said oh it doesn't look like I'm ready to exercise right. so now I have a couple of changes I can do yes that are very easy Yes, exactly. And that's something that Miguel and I decided that we wanted to have open space. And so in, uh, in the living room, we didn't fill it up with furniture. We have this open space that I can lie out my mat and we have a little Christmas tree in the corner now. So the lights go on automatically with our Google at 6 a.m., right? So I have the Christmas tree lights <laughs> on and he's programmed all our lights in the living room. So we have, I have this ambient lighting, right? Like, oh, I walk out and I'm in that sacred space. And so I have that sacred practice and I do. And a lot of my songwriting, I was telling a, a friend yesterday that a lot of my songwriting comes from sitting in that chanting space. And so I'm, I'm just really getting in touch with the vibration. Um, and, and so, you know, the songwriting comes that way, but also my body is aligning. It's, it's like what yoga does, right? Aligning that body, mind and spirit. But I'm listening to my body. Oh, wow. I, my hip are tight I'm going to sit in a pigeon pose for you know for a few minutes till the end of this song and I'm going to chant my way through it so I'm actually doing both of those things a lot of times at the same time um so, yeah 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 that's great yeah I'm so glad to hear that you are making this a priority in your life that this is becoming you know, as important as these other things, because I think it really, like you talked about that grounding. And I think that's another thing about um, valuing ourselves is we have to be grounded enough to feel our body to know, right? Because if we're, if we're in that 
where creativity takes us sometimes. And, and, you know, it would be interesting for you to share about, cause I've seen such a shift in you from when I first met you, you've always been highly, highly creative. And I've admired how you've been able to um, juggle and handle all these creative projects and stay true to yourself in that. I mean, I'm just, it's just really amazing how you, you can keep track of all that and have, a, you know, an intuitive sense of all that. But I, I just see that like um, welcoming in these other parts in in a very mature way. So I, I'd love to hear you talk about maybe some of the shifts that have occurred for you um, in a little bit more depth about, you know, if you've seen some of those shifts and because I, I sense a, a great um space and peace and wisdom in you that um I, I mean was always there but it just there's an openness there somehow and a, a groundedness so where where do you does that does that resonate it does resonate yeah. and um i i remember specifically one it's um uh one thing is i i trust my intu in, intuition enough to do exactly what it's telling me uh -huh. one day I was led to this bookstore and I got this book about, um, I was thinking of this one writing project and I went to this bookstore and uh, I ended up with how to write a book proposal in 48 hours. Nice. Right. Yes. So three years later, I'm still wrestling with the book proposal <laughs> and, <laughs> and I had to put it away for like a year, you know, and uh, wrote a couple sample chapters and, I was, uh, had let it go and just started writing essays. And then this year, something told me to join this writing group. It was the seven day writing challenge. Uh -huh. And so I'm like, okay, I'm just going to do this, you know, and as I, and I was going to pursue writing essays, you know, yes. having an essay collection. Yes. And so, uh, cause I had a bunch of stuff that needed to be finished, but as I'm going through this writing challenge in seven days, here comes this this book proposal topic about um, trusting my intuition and going on this journey of doing pet sitting and house sitting in a way to take care of myself for a year and a half. I did that. And um, the book totally transformed from being a nonfiction how to teaching memoir yes. to just straight memoir. Uh-huh. So, that is the biggest intuitional shift I have done. I had been just insisting and trying to wrestle this thing into, <laughs> oh, I know how to teach these things and it's going to be a teaching book. And then it's like, no, it's not. It's going to be this. And so as I wind yes. up chapter three um, to, and hand it off to someone who reads, uh, who reads my stuff, I just completed three chapters and she'll get them this over this weekend. I'm giving myself a gift of, I really want to just finish the first draft of the essay I abandoned in order to um, to do this writing challenge. They really wanted you to stay focused and the, and the thing is just to complete the book. It doesn't matter about publishing. It doesn't matter if it's good. Yes. Just come in yes. first draft. So for me to just follow that and to set aside everything and to go for it was, I think, one of the biggest things I ever had to do. But it was because of that intuition that led me to that. And my intuition is... 
Hi, this is Emily the Songbird, and I am back with my honored guest, Dorothy Sokovia. We had a little technical challenge, but we are back together. So, Dorothy, you were talking about, we were talking about that shift um, in terms of, you know, just just uh, created more of a groundedness with your your creativity and your projects. And, and it made me think of, we had talked about some things in terms of valuing yourself, going back to that topic. And so we talked about, you, you talked about following your intuition. You talked about setting boundaries. And I'm wondering if another piece of it is, actually, it's kind of a twofold piece, but flexibility, like paying attention to how, how things can change and morph and evolve and then there was also another piece about commitment like you were able to 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 be flexible about something not be attached to the form that it needed to be and then commit to something else and and to feel that energy really blossom in you does does that is how does that um... that sounds that sounds completely (laughs) stewardship like trusting um like for some reason I'm wanting to buy books. Yeah. So to keep myself held back at bay, I'm like, okay, do you have any books that on the shelf that you haven't read? Yeah. So I always try to go shopping on my own bookshelf. <laughs> and it's so been so great. wonderful because I'm reading a lot more. So I could go out and buy more books, but yes. <laughs> first yeah. I have to read what I have. Yeah. So that's been pretty fun for that's me to great. That's great. Yeah. And how look at my own shelf. Yeah. So stewardship, um, meaning, um, what, it, what is the definition of that? How would you, how would you define that? For me, it means valuing and using the things, the resources that you have, uh-huh. taking care of the resources that you have. So in talking about the bookshelf is that I use the resource of money and my intuition to go buy these books. Yes. And they're not going to help me if I don't read them. Right. And so I could certainly um, pass them on, give them to a little library, you know, gift them to a friend or something like that. But I can also read them and trust that when I bought it, it was the thing, you know, to have. And that maybe right now is the time. So um, it's taking care of what I have, cleaning out my car, keeping my car in shape, taking care of myself physically. All of these things speak to value as well. We're in such a materialistic world you know the world is a materialistic place of course it has to be yes for things to manifest but once we have achieved something or gotten things then how do we take care of it yeah and so that really speaks to yeah myself as well, as far as value that's I another big that. i love that yeah that's i i um can relate to that with kitchen gadgets um miguel's really big into kitchen gadgets right so he got a vitamix which was super cool and we used it for the first month pretty consistently and then it's just been sitting on the shelf and so now we just got an air fryer and like well we need to commit to using this air fryer and it has a book that goes with it. And it's like, this is super cool learning curve. But if you just use it for a month and you put it in the cabinet, you're not getting the full value of, you know, what that is. So I appreciate you saying that. That's really key. (laughs) Like like a toast, a toaster. (laughs) Like I don't have a toaster and I'm like, okay, if I value my physical health, don't get one because the last time I bought a toaster, 
<laughs> I love toast and bread and butter and jam. I mean, I could eat a whole loaf of bread straight. Carbs are my thing. That's way more than than yeah. Yeah, sweet. That's, that's bread. <laughs> that Miguel was doing that with the air fryer because we wanted to have French fries, but we didn't want all the grease with it, right? So we had we had potato. We had French fries yesterday, sweet potato fries. No, the day before we tried it. They were a little soggy. We were just, you know, starting out with the air fryer. But then we had potatoes again this morning. And then he was like, well, what would you like for breakfast? You want some more potatoes? <laughs> and I was like, oh, I don't think so. Even though it's in the air fryer, it's still carbs, right? Right. Yeah. Pick yourself, right? <laughs> so anyway, oh, that's so, that's so great. So, well, do you want to tell us a little bit about what your well i'd like to hear a little bit about your my body my car because we've been talking a lot about the body and how important it is a vehicle right that it allows us to express and channel who you know these these vibrations of who we are and our creativity and you know all that good stuff so what you know what is tell us a little bit about this book and how is this beneficial um how would this help people out well, it, uh, it helped me out. It's called uh, My Body, My Car, How to Coach mm -hmm. Yourself Life's Little Accidents. Mm -hmm. When I had a car accident that totaled my car, no one was injured, but, you know, I had to move through the stress of the accident and the insurance and all of that. And I naturally used the creative journaling process, which is a non-dominant hand technique, right brain technique mm -hmm. to express myself. And so um, it's a memoir about the car accident. It's the exercises with the how-to instructions of the nine different feelings that you move through mm -hmm. um, on a daily basis um, and the different kind of ways to express that. So I have five exercises as well as the memoir of the car accident and how to use the exercises. Mm -hmm. But then I added in um, some music tracks um, songs about cars or were written in cars. Anybody who knows me knows I, I love a good road trip. And <laughs> it's yep. like the other night, I just drove up to Buellton um, because I wanted a burger and I like going to the Habit. It's the perfect drive. It's 35 miles from me. And uh, I could go, I drove down through Solvang to look at the Christmas lights and I listened to Christmas music. So that's a big thing for me is to be in my car. I've done lots of road trips on my own. So it was natural for me to, to have music about cars. And I, I wrote a short story about a car too. So it's just uh, all of my expression, songs, yeah. my expressive arts, writing yeah. art and being a teacher of yeah. how to use these simple methods to move through our emotional energy yeah. as it's up. And and noticing which of the energies that we resist. And so mm -hmm. it's always going to tell us something. You yeah, know? Exactly, you know, exactly. We all have a taboo emotion. And so that's what I am trained in. I have two certifications in it. I've taught all kinds of people, juvenile halls, students to um, adults, yes. um, all kinds of ways using visioning or just the non-dominant hand scribbling drawing method itself. Yeah. So yeah, it's really that's powerful. Yeah, yeah. To keep in touch. Absolutely. Fantastic. Great. Wonderful. Well, um, I think before we end, 
else that you would like to share with uh, uh, with our listeners about how we value ourselves? Is there anything else that comes to mind or um, anything, anything else you would, that you've been working on that gives you indication of that value or and anything else that, that you would um, like to share? The, the final thing is um, the song that we're going to play. We talked about mm-hmm. um, putting on one of the songs and mm-hmm. the song I wrote Christmas tonight. Um, a lot of times when I'm feeling um uh, when I'm devaluing myself or I need more compassion for myself for whatever reason, um, I go back to that song because it has everything in it that mm-hmm. is important to me. Um, the tradition of my family and being with such being raised in such a loving family and how mm-hmm. much my mom loved Christmas and how she made such a wonderful home for us um so there's that piece of the tradition of a loving space and a creative space to where mm-hmm. i was raised in mm-hmm. and um also the um catch line in there is if every day is a gift then it's christmas tonight because mm-hmm. every day is a gift and so it's yeah. christmas tonight so how <laughs> how do we always how do we keep that how do we stay mm-hmm. present to it? And how do we stay open? That is my favorite question of each day. How do I stay open today? To what oh, that is, joy yes. here? Yes. Know? Oh, that is beautiful. And and uh, I love how, how um, I do the same thing with the songs where you just pull out the gems and are just able to really share from that place of, you know, what the song means to you and um, and how it can be a gift for others. And I'm sure it will be this holiday season. So I will definitely, we'll put a link down with the description of the podcast to your to your Christmas Tonight song and to the website, the Right Inside website. And um, I'm just so grateful to know you, Dorothy. You're such a dear, dear friend in my life and creative companion and um, author, songwriter, visionary and teacher thank you so so very much for being a a, a guest on emily the songbird thanks emily you're a creative inspiration and a creative force to, for all of us it's been amazing to watch you and i'm so excited for your podcast and everything new that you're doing oh thank you so much and um and happy holidays and we will we will be in touch we'll have you back lots of love Take care. Lots of love to you. Okay. Okay. (laughs) This is Emily the Songbird signing off.